0: Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, this is a fun little thing that I like to do weekly to tell you stuff and share with you stuff I'm thinking about, stuff and junk. Don't want to leave the junk out. Tonight's show is all about getting grounded this is a core of of what I do, and it's been developing for years, and I think the culmination occurred uh, in December of, I guess, maybe 2013, a little over a year and a half ago, when I began uh, cutting and polishing my own Tiger Iron crystals, uh, stones, to to provide others the opportunity to get grounded in the way that I know is so important. And so I've been working with this for a really long time, and it's come up on the show a lot. If you have listened to the live show or the podcast in the archives, it's been coming up a lot. And as I I took a kind of – I guess maybe a few months off. I'm trying to think of the right, the right way to say it. I spent a few months a bit disconnected from my guides and what we might call my higher self and inner wisdom. And when I came back, and this was all a process with the orolite 23 crystals that are coming online soon, um, when I came back, I got super grounded again. And so I had for a few months been having a kind of a another love affair with some fears and doubts and hesitations that have kind of, you know, been part and parcel of my karmic journey. But when I snapped out of it and I got super grounded again, I got some contrast with that previous short phase that was part of this learning process of of, of really being clear and grounded. So I sat down, and I've been talking to Jehudi and Metatron. Jehudi is the ascended master I work with. You may know him as Saint Germain or Thoth or uh, Merlin even, and also Archangel Metatron. And these two beings I have in my head. They're kind of different radio stations that play along with my uh, inner narrative and my uh, inner kids in the back of the bus and my uh, other life parts who are speaking. sat down and I've been meditating quite a lot with them and saying, what's a, what's a great next step to really help people catch up to what you've been teaching me? And uh, their their response is, whatever it is, whatever we might tell you, you kind of know the answer because people have to get grounded first. And I said, yes, 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 of course. And so I thought about different ways to work with that and thought about different things. And then I said, wait a minute. I talk about it all the time, but I don't know if I ever really talk about it. I (laughs) I mention it, but I don't know if I ever – truly deeply explain it. So that's what this show is tonight. Kind of a kind of a meandering intro to let you know that essentially everything that I can tell you if you're a student of mine or if you're a client, every single thing that I could ever tell you needs to get grounded in your life. Anything your guides want you to want you to know, any answer that your guidance team, or my team, including Jehudi and Metatron, or you know your deceased relatives, or your you know, dead dog or whatever, all you know, whoever's your guide, anything they tell you, you need to be grounded to really receive. But also, the reason that you seek answers from other people, why you might call me for a reading or take a class with me, essentially, the more grounded you are the less you need to do that because you get what's going on you still ask for advice you still call readers you still call people who channel and do you know evolutionary astrology work and energy work you still do that but you lose a sense of i need that i don't know what's happening i don't know what's going to happen next i can't make it i'm confused grounding eliminates these things including confusion aimlessness, self-doubt. So this is a show about grounding and um, and about the tiger iron. Um, I want you to get the tiger iron into your hands and so I realize I need to tell you why. So that's what the show is about. Really quickly with some brief announcements, yesterday I was uh, honored to be part of a panel through uh, uh, Kepler College, the Astrological College uh, about the uh, Pluto flyby party is what uh, the organizer Donna Woodwell uh, called it, and uh, Donna's enthusiasm is fantastic. Uh, she and I each have a Sagittarius moon, and I uh, her, her enthusiasm didn't rub off on me. But when I tapped into her enthusiasm, I realized how enthusiastic I was. The first pictures from uh, New Horizons spacecraft getting close to the planet Pluto. And I got really inspired the night before, and I could only sleep about four hours because I was, um, I was all a-twittered up because seeing the, 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 you know, the real image, the photos of the planet, the little planet at the far reaches of what we have for a long time considered the solar system, seeing the face of the boogeyman, right? seeing the face of the planet that represents the things we don't want to look at. And I got so inspired with the implications for Plutonian healing work and uh, processing fear and pain and and in order to tap into creative passion and a sense of purpose. I got so inspired about that that I couldn't sleep. Anyway, so Donna organized this thing, and I think there were maybe a dozen or more astrologers. And you can, uh, through Kepler.edu, you can see the recording or you can see the little video. It's mostly audio with the images of it on there. And uh, it's about three hours long, so you can kind of pick and choose and kind of jump around. And it's posted for free. It's a free webinar. I encourage you to do that because of the variety of perspectives with working with Pluto that are represented. You know, like you know that I'm an evolutionary astrologer and that we focus quite a lot on Pluto. But um lots of astrologers use Pluto even you know traditional astrologers who were well represented in that mix and so the conversation uh, was really great between the traditional evolutionary um psychological uh just a really great conversation I encourage you to check that out my part of it is um I guess maybe eighty minutes into the three hours I guess for about twenty minutes and uh, Donna asked me about the talismans that I produce, and that's how she thinks of it because of the, the m- magical with a K, um, uh, magical shamanic kind of tradition of like creating an object because I put energy into Onyx for healing and boosting Healing Plutonian issues and boosting Plutonian strengths. So you're going to hear about that with the Tiger Iron tonight in that particular way. But she asked me about that, so I had the the, the, the privilege of sharing that, that perspective, that things are stored in your emotional body and your Plutonian issues are the result of what you're vibrating unconsciously. And using Onyx, you can intentionally gain access to this unconscious and change it. So it's very inspiring, wonderful. I had a great time. And thanks to Donna and Kepler and uh, Enid at Kepler for, for, for putting that on and uh, and and uh, hosting all of us. The other announcement is the Asteroid and Centaur class, the live video class, starts August 4th, and that's very exciting. 11 archetypes I use in chart analysis beyond the standard stuff. As soon as I announced that, somebody wrote me and asked about basics classes and do I do that. And I, I actually haven't yet, but eventually I will. Uh, but this idea, if you're familiar with astrology, you know, you know, basic to intermediate you kind of you understand houses signs planets aspects uh you don't need to be expert at transits and progressions this is about natal chart analysis but the asteroid and centaur class will take you into my astrological mind and help you see how to view for example the difference between myth which is social instruction and archetype which is how we actually live there's a vast difference and you're going to hear more about that from me over the next couple of weeks because I'm going to make a – I'm going to create an MP3 that's going to be free for everybody that will serve as a course intro. And I'll be posting that and I'll be uh, announcing that probably next week. I'm, I'm, I'm gearing up to do that in the next couple of days. So that's pretty exciting. Um, the Cancer New Moon happened shortly before the show. And uh, Cancer New Moon, a conjunct three asteroids that I use – and uh, I produced a meditation MP3. It's about 34 minutes long. That's free to download. Donations are welcome if you're if you're so inclined. You want to support the process. And uh, check my blog for the link to to get that uh, free download. Uh, tdjacobs.com forward slash blog. And um, yeah, I love it. It's channeled, but it's not somebody else's voice. You know, if you're familiar with my channeling, you hear Jehudi or Jahudi. You know, with Metatron mixed in, uh, this sounds like me, but it definitely is uh, is channeled uh, and essentially it's it's Jehudi talking. Uh, so it's a channeled MP3 and I'm going to be producing these every two weeks until further notice uh, to give you a chance to break out of the astrological analysis of lunations and get grounded, have an, an, an energetic awareness check-in, and also process the themes of each lunation, lunations being new moons and full moons. The next one will be on the 31st, which is a blue moon, which has no astrological significance. Before, 20 of you email me and ask me what that might be. Um, it's, it's a folk cultural thing. It's not an astrological thing. To have you know a second full moon in a month being a, full, being a blue moon, that's the definition. Because we had one on the 1st. Now we have one on the 31st. So, yeah, let's get into, um, let's get into this grounding bit. Um, what does it want? Where did it come from? <laughs> what is grounding? Grounding, what does it want? Where did it come from? Essentially, when you're not grounded, let's start there. When you're not grounded, your mind takes over and talks you into things that don't work for you. When you're not grounded, you're not sure what you should be doing. When you're not grounded, you stub your toe all the time and you drop things and you accidentally cut and burn yourself and you get very frustrated. When you're not grounded, you're not sure how to respond to the situations and people in your life. When you're not grounded, you don't have a core sense of who you are, and then in relation to these situations and people. When you're not grounded, you are not on time. <laughs> you're not intentional. You're not in touch with goals. When you're not grounded, you're not clear. Your mind is taken over. Thinking about the human energy field, saying if I say grounded, well, the ground is typically below you. If you are uh, bipedal and using those peds, um, you know, walking on your feet, your mind is in your body pretty relatively at the opposite end, you know, pretty far away relatively from the ground. So when you're not grounded, your energy, typically your conscious awareness is typically in the upper part of your body. You may bounce around from that sixth chakra where mind lives, the third eye and the forehead, You may go bouncing from there to throat chakra, to heart chakra, fourth, you know, the fourth in the heart. You may slip down into the third chakra, personal power, self doubt, regret, you know, things like that. You may go back and forth, but if you're not intentionally drawing your energy and keeping it in the lower part of your body, then you can't be grounded and confusion and what may look at times like chaos results. I use uh, one example all the time when talking about getting grounded. You've actually perhaps heard this if you're a long-time listener uh, to the show or podcast. If I'm not grounded, I speak so quickly that almost everybody else can't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> And uh, being a teenager, and then in my twenties, and the first part of my thirties, I would get this reflection from my dear mother quite often. She, talking on the phone in particular, she would say, uh, "God, you, you know, you you said that so quickly, I can't understand you." My Uranus in the first self is saying, "You have Uranus conjunct your son in Gemini. Why can't you understand?" <laughs> you know, but uh, anyway. So I had to intentionally slow down my speech, which was unbelievably annoying because I wasn't grounded. It would be a natural outgrowth, and it is, of being grounded. But at that point, my mind was racing. The energy in my body, Uranus in the first electric, right, was coursing, pulsing, changing directions, swirling. And then in my early 30s, I met some people who were very grounded and I started to learn about this. And one of them was my channeling teacher. Um, she never introduced crystals, but she introduced me to almost exactly the MP3. Well, I I made it into an MP3 meditation that I give out free to everybody. It's a grounding MP3. It's 13 minutes long. Um, lower right-hand part of my homepage, the current design, it's uh, being redesigned over the next couple of months, so that will change. But the lower right-hand part of the homepage right now, it's a little graphic that says, you know, free meditation MP3. You can download that, and that's the meditation, essentially, that my channeling teacher taught uh, to to her students uh, when I took this class years ago when I lived in L.A., And I've made little changes, but it's basically what I was taught. So you send cords into the earth. You draw the energy of the earth up into your body. It slows you down, blah, blah, blah. Go get the MP3 if you don't have it. I seriously encourage you to go get it. It's really important. And I make it free so that you can play with it. And it does change people's lives if you do it, if you actually do it on a a regular basis. And I recommend doing it first thing in the morning to set the tone for the day to set an intentional conscious awareness tone for the day. And then last thing in the evening, to kind of clear out the energies from the day and to set an intention for what your night, your evening, your dreaming, dream space will be like. And if you do it, you typically wake up feeling more centered than, and you sleep better typically. So anyway, go go get that MP3. So I've gone through years of getting used to this and then adding in the crystals as tools for this. I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. I think I'm grounded. I'm just doing a kind of circuitous Neptunian thing for you. I want to talk more about what it's like when you're not grounded. You're reactive. Somebody says something and a wave of emotion rushes through you. You may react. You may have a knee-jerk reaction. You may um, roll your eyes as a reaction. You may tisk tisk. You may say "Pishaw, sir." You, may, you know, but you'll have an energetic <laughs> reaction, reactivity. When you're grounded, you can choose to respond. This is this is a huge part of it. And you're like, oh, yes, this sounds wonderful. Now, what is it? I'm I'm going to explain more. I just want to give you more contrast. When you're not grounded, you get um, a letter in the mail and you look at it and you feel a sense of dread because you don't want to open it because you know what it says or you know what it may mean. A bill, right? A letter from uh, the IRS, whatever it is. You know, When you see that, part of you goes, oh. And you might leak a little energy through frustration. That is not being grounded. When you're not grounded, you feel at the mercy of the world around you and its whims. Dot, dot, dot. Including driving like somebody who doesn't know how to drive because you're stressed or you're not paying attention. Right? And in a very simple way, we could say grounding is being fully in your body. It's a very kind of commonplace uh or not commonplace, it's kind of a how do you say it? It's like a general descriptor, which is accurate, but there's much more to the story. Um if you're fully in your body, then yes, you're grounded. And and the what what I teach and what I do with these uh programmed energetically charged stones is to have you upgrade your consciousness while being grounded like to do it in certain ways for certain reasons and to basically be you know a conscious operator of your energy field and consciousness so that's why you know again i'm doing the show for you because i want to explain this story so you can really see it's not just like something; it's actually a tool for being saner happier healthier and doing what you need to do and not leaking energy a lot that's what a lot of this comes down to that reactivity. We, uh, my girlfriend and I just got back from the grocery store a bit ago. And as we're pulling out, after I had complimented my girlfriend, I'd never done this in four years, but I said, you know, I've never told you this, but, but sometimes I catch myself realizing that you're a very good driver, and I can relax, and I don't have to think. Did she look? You know, and I was like basically saying you're grounded when you're driving. I like that. She said sometimes when I'm tired I'm not. I'm like I don't see that in you. I, you know, you're you're a very good driver. So then five minutes later we're pulling out of this parking lot, and this little lady in a little white car is pulling in. So we're stopped before exiting, and this lady pulls in and drives by us, and she is like gripping the wheel. She's leaning over it. She is singing wildly. And swerving because she's changing her mind about where she's going to go. And I was thinking, yeah, I'm going home to do this radio show on grounding. And I kind of chuckled about this lady with this wild look in her eyes. And, you know, and I was thinking, well, she's, she's like driving as if it's a bumper car or a, a go-kart on a closed course, and she's the only person there. Anyway, so it translates into driving and then how you respond to how others drive, and a huge part of grounding – this is where we're going to start to get into what this actually means and what it looks like. A huge part of being grounded is in feeling safe in your body. Oh, gosh. There's a lot here because I just um, – the three file drawers in my brain – <laughs> that have all this stuff just opened up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, there are those twenty things to tell them." Okay, um, we we often we often look to external things to make us feel safe. This is kind of a kind of like I love you, but an infantile thing that humans do. We look to the outside world to look for indicators that we're safe. One of the things with Pluto transiting Capricorn starting in January of 2008 is that we find out that none of those structures, systems, authority figures, and groups that we were looking to make us feel safe actually do. They can't. Here's this thing with the financial system. Here's this thing with government scandal. Here's this thing with uh, you know, Oh my gosh, Hillary Clinton's running for president and she used personal email and what was she what was she covering you know all this crap about you know crap and and the related crap that comes with the the um the little train of of crap cars that's following the main crap okay so it's just a bunch of garbage and it's like revealing that what we put our faith in to make us feel safe isn't going to make us feel safe and that's Pluto's job to bulldoze your misconceptions that, you're, power, that, that uh, you're powerless and somebody else has power. So everything that's in power is, is slowly being revealed between 2008 and I think it's 2024, uh, I think, right around there when Pluto goes into Aquarius. Everything about that is to show you that external things cannot make you feel safe. So I say, whether you're my client, student, listener, um, family member, girlfriend, I'm always saying, hey, <laughs> hey, you, decide that you're safe. You are the only one who can create a sense of safety. And this is a root chakra, first chakra issue. So part of human evolution now involves creating a sense of safety from the inside out. So when you're not grounded, you might be upset That external systems and structures and blah, 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 people too can't make you feel safe or won't, won't give you a sense of security. You may be upset if you're not grounded about your history in this life with others and groups and situations that will not or cannot make you feel safe. What I want to get at is – this is kind of beginning the the primer on the first three chakras – related to groundedness. When we look at the root chakra, it's activated at birth. And it's the dominant chakra, the dominant energy center until we're about 7 when the second chakra where we uh, gets activated where we begin to have relationships with people who are not in our family, more relationships. And those relationships kind of change. We learn about ourselves more through reflection with people who are not part of our root Culture or root chakra, chakra uh, associations. So, whatever's going on in your family system when you're born has influenced you and is in your root. Memories of how safe you were not, or how safe you were, how secure you wanted to be, how accepted, how how um, how you felt that you belonged or didn't. Did you feel wanted and loved? Uh, you know, were you born into a family where, you know, the, the, there is a storm of emotion regarding frustration or pain, sadness, anger, abuse, addiction? Was there some storm, right, in the climate and weather that imprinted you when you were born? That is in your root chakra. So you grow up and you make better choices than. You know, then people who, you know, genuinely loved you, but maybe there was a storm of something, you know, because we're all in family systems doing this karmic dance together. We have these storms. We have these things that don't feel good. Even people who love us can carry energies that imprint us in crummy ways. So you grow up and make better choices and you evolve up through your upper chakras. But if you don't transform your relationship with what is in your root chakra... It will still affect you. So if there's anything, for example, in your family history that you can think of, your experience when you were young, or your relationship with these memories of what happened, relationships with the people and how they treated each other and how they treated you, and didn't. (laughs) If there's any twinge or charge Sadness, frustration, anger, regret, grief. If there's anything like that, you need more grounding and to open and clear out this root chakra. I've I've been getting so many doses of this the last few weeks. I've chalked it up to the sun transiting the sign of cancer and also my progressed moon happens to be in cancer, squaring my Pluto Pluto Venus conjunction and Libra, so lots of karmic stuff coming up for me about relationships and fairness and family stuff. And um, um, today I sold a pocket watch that belonged to my uh, my dad's paternal grandfather, so my great grandfather. This is kind of funny. <laughs> I I knew I met him once briefly when I was maybe four years old, and I had this one. This one just image of him, and he was in, an, in a, like an elder care place or a nursing home, I guess, at that point. And I just have one little memory of him being with my grandfather in Illinois and then being with his father very briefly. And, uh, well, that grandfather, the one I was with, has been a guide of mine, a spirit guide for years. He passed away maybe almost 15 years ago, and then starting maybe eight years ago, when I would feel really sad, I would feel alone. I would feel like, you know, when I was starting this business and it was really hard and I was frustrated, when I would feel at my lowest, he would come and he would wrap my, me in love and say, everything's fine and I love you and we love you. And, every, and then I'd cry like I'm almost going to do right now. So he was doing that for years. But now, now he's here offering more guidance. Like last week I had this crazy sinus attack. Like the whole day I sneeze maybe 70 or 80 times. Think about that. Uh, violent sneezing, the Mars Uranus and the first guy sneezing. It can't be like, chew. It's like this, you know, cataclysmic, you know, this seismic event, right? in my whole body, like 70 or 80 times during a day, nose is a faucet, no meds help no matter what. Cause I woke up with this, this top topical irritation of my sinus cavity so it was so frustrating the whole day and uh you know stuff like that's happening so like forgive me for not emailing you back right away when you are you know emailing me i have like a list of emails i need to get back to um but anyway so at that night when i was going to bed this grandfather his name is bob he comes through and he says hey you needed something shaken loose from your uh, fourth and fifth and sixth chakras so you could talk to me again because i'm trying to help you with certain things and part of you craved opening so you had to manifest the sneezing thing and i was like well that's cool so now for over a week he's been here almost well pretty often so i've been talking to him and my dad his son right comes in sometimes <laughs> so i'm having this cancerian thing right where these like generations of of you know people and really feeling connected to these people even though they're past and i'm looking when i the example is what I wanted to get to was when I think about that grandfather, when I think about my father, there's no twinge anymore. That's root chakra healing. You know, I, I had a great relationship but distant with my grandfather, just not very, not very um, in touch for different reasons. But with my dad, it was always restrained. We didn't understand each other, and now it's like, yeah, yeah, that that's that's what happened, and that's how it felt. But I don't twinge. I don't, you know cringe anymore right there's no charge and that's root chakra healing so just like all the times i said to my dad this is really important to me can you come support me at this event and he wouldn't do it like stuff like that made me feel unloved that lives in my root chakra so the, the point is your history has happened right but i think of those things now i don't tw- i don't cringe i don't have a judgment i don't feel sad at the time i was devastated over and over and over again for him not being there so i became very hardened and working with my dead dad and my dead grandfather they're both like it's okay you can soften you can relax it's okay That's part of the cancer progressed uh, progress moon in cancer too that process of softening is is you know when your progressed moon is in cancer you need to soften and so now i feel so incredibly supported by these dead guys these dead people that i couldn't really connect with when they were alive but i get it now i get why they were why i why my soul had me born to them and why they shaped me so anyway you think about your history that way your histories the 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 memories of facts are in your your root chakra they will remain there but your here's the point your relationship with those facts can change did somebody not support you Was somebody not there for you? Was somebody abusive or critical or absent? Did somebody pass away when you were very young that you would have relied upon to feel loved? All of that's in your root chakra. Your relationship with it is key. So that's the kind of overview on the root. Additionally, I'm not going to go terribly much into this just because son's in cancer, so I'm focusing on family. That's how I'm wired. But, um, oh, also the other thing this week is uh, my nephew – was not, who's 12, right, he's turning 13 in November, was not going to have a bar mitzvah. And I'm allergic to, to Judaism. Like, God bless everybody. I was raised in Judaism, but my sister became Orthodox. It freaked me out for a long time. So her 12-year-old son is, in fact, after all, going to have a bar mitzvah. I talked to my sister on Thursday. She said, you're coming, right? And I said, I thought it was off. She said, it's on. I said, I'm coming. I'm there. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I am going to walk into, like, don't, If you're Jewish, don't be insulted by this. I'm gonna walk into like from Jewish Central, like like Jew HQ. I'm gonna walk into the middle of this. My sister's a kosher caterer, (laughs) and um, you know, she married an Orthodox rabbi, like the whole bit. So I'm gonna walk into this in St. Louis in November, and I'm like, yeah, this is my family. So this is this is incredible healing for being grounded for root chakra healing. So anyway, so I had a you know lots of stuff coming up the last few weeks about this, um. Okay, so that's the root chakra thing. Add in nationality, cultural expectations, racial identity or ethnic identity, religious conditioning. All those things, too, are in this root chakra. So, for example, if you are somebody with a non uh, mainstream sense of your sexuality, right? If you're not heterosexual, but you're somewhere else in this, you know, if you grow up in a country in which, you know, there are laws against homosexuality. Your relationship with that is in your root chakra. If you grew up in a family that never knew a gay person and is afraid of it, <laughs> that's in your root chakra. If everyone in your family was great about it but your one Uncle Henry was a complete jerk about it, that's in your root chakra. So all those things or the same thing with um, um, you grew up in a family where everybody said your job is to serve in the military and you were like, um, no, that's not my job. Your relationship with that history is in your root chakra. So all of these things cultural, national, you know ethnic, racial, skin color all these things all the isms, right? The cultural things about sexism, racism, whatever. That's your foundation. The root chakra is your foundation of your whole entire energy field. So if you consider yourself a spiritual person and you're like, well, I'm going to open my heart and I'm going to – I'm not making fun of you by using this voice, but I kind of am, but I love you, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to get up in my sixth chakra because I want to be intuitive and I'm going to be my seventh chakra because that's how you connect to God and you – right. All those things are fantastic, but only if you are grounded. Otherwise, your energy is up in the upper part of your body not in the lower part and if you say how do I know if i am one of those people a you're not fully in your body b when your body speaks to you you're afraid of you're afraid of it like like it grumbles because it doesn't like what you ate but you're like oh my god do i have a do i have a problem or why am i sick right you don't understand that your body periodically forces you to rest if you're overrun cuz your brain's in charge like you know b you don't listen to your body you don't know how to listen C, as I said earlier, you're confused about things and don't know what to do, don't know what's right for you, don't have a strong sense of who you are. Okay. And also, if you are, you know, physical manifestations, including, like I said, tripping over things, dropping things a lot, and then being frustrated, that tells you your energy is up in the upper part of your body. So that's the root chakra primer. That's the little chapter there. Second chakra, above it, fairness, Harmony, creativity, sexuality. The um, first chakra stuff, what we're talking about, has to do with the sense of energy, including immunity. I didn't even go into that, but that's another conversation. Um, but the second chakra is where you may make choices to move energy that is generated in the root. Creativity, addressing something, initiating things with other people. Creativity. Um, Second chakra, what may be in your second chakra that you can clear out with tiger iron, these programmed, energetically charged stones, could be what others have told you about you and how you may define yourself in terms of how others have and have not treated you. That's huge. Again, that's activated when you're about seven. So let's say that you spent ages two to seven drawing aimlessly abstract pictures and you get into the first grade, second grade and the te- and the art teacher, the teacher says, no, 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 we want you to draw a tree that looks like a tree. And you say, but this is how I do it. I just see them that way. I just see things differently. But maybe you don't know how to articulate that, but suddenly you have an authority figure, somebody who's in charge, saying you're doing it wrong. If you listened, that's in your second chakra. If you emerged at five and six and seven years old, still being intuitive and connected to the other realms, perhaps remembering another life, perhaps uh, daydreaming about things that are essentially intuitive travels, right? Astral travel. If you talk to dead people like that, you know, dead Aunt Sally came through and was like, mom, she doesn't like how you make a lasagna. Like this is a real thing that happens, right? Like, you know, like kids can tune in. You know, if you were told we don't do that, you know, you might have over-listened and dishonored your own instinctive, impulsive, creative self, that would be in your second chakra. How you may define yourself in terms of relationships, past as well as present. When you realize that you are dating or married to or recently divorced from your parent, the record of that parent and that relationship is in your second chakra. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Okay. So in the second chakra, we have to learn how to say yes and no when it works best for us, how to say yes, please, to what you love, including including saying yes, please sometimes to hard lessons, challenging things you know are good for you but are challenging and hard because life isn't about safety. It's about growth. Uh, and saying no thank you when appropriate. This is about boundaries. The beginning of this is is the second chakra, but always in response to other people. Second chakra, you might not know what works for you, but when you hear what doesn't work for you, you get it. But again, second chakra cannot function well until the first, the root chakra, is cleared out and opened. So we always start with the root always. You're getting some inside track info that I typically uh, share in depth with my intuitive skills development students. You're getting – this is kind of the foundation of the course is this the chakra system and how it relates to consciousness and how we can more intentionally operate ourselves as conscious beings, always starting with the root. If you do channeled meditations – On my website, if you do transforming events or the consciousness upgrade clinic, transforming um, the effects of abuse, or if you do the immunity MP3s, or if you do working with the emotions behind addiction, all these amazing channeled energy work MP3s, they always start with the root, always. When I do energy work on you in a group or individually – With Metatron and Jehudi, I always start with the root because that's where we have to go. So all the stuff I'm saying about second chakra, realize that if anything in your root is out of balance, your second chakra won't really come online in the great way that I'm trying to describe. Third chakra, solar plexus. How you define yourself because of your own self-image. What you think and feel About yourself, self esteem. And if your self esteem is up and running and healthy, clear, and open, you have an idea of who you are that is based in severe groundedness with the root, building on top of that second chakra. I have the right to say yes and no, right? I'm aware of what this influence is coming to me. The energy in this transaction does work for me. Yes, please bring it on, or no, thank you, doesn't work. Next check please right um and then third chakra is how you see yourself from the inside out regret debt self-doubt shame guilt self-judgment live here if you ever say or your brain ever says you know you may have thought you're your brain You are your brain. If your brain ever says, "Oh, I'm, I'll never get that, or I'll never be that way, or gosh, I just wish I had, you know, a characteristic or personality trait or skill A, B, C, or all the way to Z and double Z, you know, these lists of things you think you're not or can't have or couldn't be or wish you were," that crap is in your third chakra, self-esteem. And I could say to you, oh, do this affirmation. Uh, I alone define who I am. Well, if there's crap from your family and your root chakra because you were born into a family of a bunch of kind of people that you're just not. Like like these people are all religious or conservative or uh, materialistic or worldly or – um preachy or racist like whatever thing right if there's anything in there that's stuck that's going to get in the way of your self-image if there's anything in that second chakra moving up that is in the way of well what somebody told me about me or how i interpreted someone's treatment of me then that third chakra i alone define who i am is gummy so again root chakra always begin with this and then second chakra and then third So if you like yourself, third chakra is in some way healthy. If somebody says to you, you did this wrong, and you don't cringe because you may recognize, well, maybe I did that wrong, but it doesn't mean I'm a loser, then your third chakra is okay, right? But if there's stuff in the first and second, it's hard to clean out and open the third. When I do the intuitive skills development class, we always start with the root, as I said – and then we pro we progress or pro- progress yeah progress up, and always we go back to root and second and then third always back and forth. So the deal with the tiger iron and all this just intro just a primer on these chakras. All this with the tiger iron is tiger iron is from Australia, and it is a layered combination comes often in in bands thick or thin, but bands, of hematite, which is essentially iron, and it's for the root chakra. Red jasper, which sometimes appears bright red, sometimes muted red, sometimes brown-ish. That's for the second chakra, the saying yes and no bit, and boundaries and, you know, yeah. And then the third chakra uh, stone in that, in that layered mix is gold tiger eye which can be brilliant gold or yellowish or, you know, it's actually – there's actually a thing that is on its way to becoming gold tigre, which is limonite, limonite, I don't know how to say it. But anyway, so sometimes it's not totally shiny, but it's gold tigre. And um, that's for the third chakra. So those stones individually, well, if you held one of each stone, that would be great. But when they're banded together, there is an interesting synergistic effect that – Boosts, and I can attest to this because uh, that boosts the overall effect. As I lost my first Tiger, IP, tiger Iron piece, it was a gift to me from um, friends in Australia. Uh, I said, oh my gosh, I just learned how to channel Jehudi and bookmark his frequency in a simple, easy, and convenient way with this Tiger Iron, and now I have lost it. What do I do, right? Not fully grounded. Then I, months later I said, Oh, and I asked them – I told them that, and they said, well, replace it. They sent me a thing, and I got an empty envelope in the mail because somehow in transit it had been cut open. So I was like, okay, and I told them that. They sent me two more, and then everything got back on track. But um, in the interim, I said, well, I'm going to go get some of these stones, and I got a red jasper piece. It was kind of substantial, and I got several little hematite pieces. And I got a couple little gold tiger eye pieces, and I used them together, channeling and doing energy work, and you know this whole bit, and it was fine. But when I got back to the banded tiger iron, this this layered combination, it does have this synergistic effect. These basically these three kinds of vibrational storage units, the crystal structure of those three stones, layered tightly. Gives a boost to the overall effect. And then when I started putting energy into them, things come alive. So if you just used those three stones by themselves, you would occasionally be aware of some root chakra family thing or safety thing or security or, you know, am I welcome here? Or what's that thing with my knee? Like, am I okay in my body? All that stuff. You would occasionally have, like, you'd see a relationship thing with using the red jasper. I'm like, yeah, I kind of don't like when that happens in my, my friendship or whatever. And, you know, so you might see things. But when you use a tiger iron, it's more direct. And then the way I put energy into them, these stones become batteries, giving off the frequencies of Metatron and Jehudi expressed through the three stones the three constituents in Tiger Iron. So their energies are, um, but kicking transformation. See that. Well, first of all, see the truth, decide you're powerful and you have choice and transform it. Whatever's wrong. And their kind of combination of energies is extremely intense and wonderful and powerful. um, so when you bring one of these stones in your life, they're giving off the frequencies that I have put into them, which is it's pretty significant. And what happens is immediately, whatever in your first, second, or third chakra history is uh, most in need of immediate attention comes to the surface loudly. You see the boundary issue. You see the self-respect issue. You see the I don't feel safe or I'm not sure where money's coming from or I don't know if I'm loved. I don't know if I'm safe here. I don't know if the universe supports me. I don't know if I'm wanted. Whatever it is, I don't know if I'm rejectable. Am I lovable? You know, all this stuff with swirling between these three chakras, whatever it is with you – that most needs attention comes up immediately. And actually, you heard um, you heard Sarah, the monthly uh, winner from uh, last month, and she was on here for two, two shows. And we had a conversation, and after the second convo, uh, she got a Tiger Iron piece. And when she got it, she she wrote me and said, um, "I knew that it'd be." i'm paraphrasing sarah's probably hearing this and saying that's not what i said (laughs) just forgive me but basically saying "Whoa! i knew something was cool about this but i did not realize how powerful it would be and uh and i realized yeah it's like it's not obvious like you don't a person may not know until a person welcomes a stone in but so it's super that process of revealing what doesn't work in any of your lower three chakras whatever is needed is where the energy goes because it's vibrating a bunch of frequencies, you know, a bunch of um, empowered energies on these three channels relative – related to the first, second, and third chakras. For me, it was root chakra safety. Can I, can, I, can I support myself doing this business? This was years ago. Can I announce I'm doing this awesome Uranian, Neptunian, Plutonian thing? And be supported by my community. Can I create community? Do I belong here? It brought up all these root chakra things. Because I had interpreted things in a disempowered way when I wasn't connected or didn't feel supported by life or by particular people. So that was, that was it for me. And then I moved into second chakra and then third chakra. And now I go back and forth. But for different people, there's going to be a different thing that comes up. For everybody who gets one of these crystals, I offer email support. Like if you email me with a question, I will respond. If sometimes it's just a comment, I may not respond right away because I can tell you don't need input. You're just letting me know. But I, I dialogue with a lot of people all over the world who have gotten all, you know, various crystals of the eight different kinds I now offer. But because everybody's experience is unique, I offer that email support. And, and you can write me and say, oh, as soon as I got the stone, this person called me and said this. Is that related? Or I had a dream about this. Do you think that's related to one of these lower chakras? The answer is yes, but I'll be happy to talk with you about it. And uh, it's transformation. It's consciousness. It's change. It's growth. It's the point is we want you to be present. This is Jehudi and Metatron's mission, and I have got on board in a loud way. They, we, want you – To be clear, so you are operating yourself intentionally. You are owning the power of choice, and you are clear about who you are and what you're doing. Every human is born and becomes conditioned by collecting bits of history, as I've been discussing in this hour. And every soul intends that its human selves get to the place through conscious evolution where we evolve beyond the limitations of our perceptions about those bits of history. Is it true? I wasn't loved by my dad because we totally misunderstood each other. No. And as a dead guy, he is totally loving in a way that he was not when he was alive. Actually two weeks after he passed, he came back to apologize because in his getting schooled after death, by the loved ones who welcomed him into the light so to speak he saw what i was doing here and he came and he, he rushed in and he said i'm so sorry i couldn't see you i apologize i'll make it up to you you know so was it true that i wasn't loved no no it wasn't true but my perception kept me feeling disconnected blocked and unlovable my perception so Jehudi and metatron their energies push their way into your consciousness when you have one of these crystals and brings to the surface what needs healing. And it's this crystal stuff is the most profound thing I have ever experienced. I mean, and I've had peak experiences doing mediumship. I have had crazy upgrades with like alien guides pouring loving light into my body and like I've had amazing experiences. But the but instead of having, you know, valuing somebody else healing me, or having some crazy psychic experience. This is incredible because it points out to me where my choice is and how I can change my mind and raise my consciousness, raise the level of dialogue and rewrite the disempowering narratives attached to my memories so they don't run my life. Again, my example of root chakra support, is life supportive? Is it? Part of me goes, Well, your dad wasn't supportive. Well, that's history. It felt this way. I perceived it this way. I interpreted it that way. Okay. Now he's coming through saying, hey, let me help you rewrite that history. I'm dead. I want to help you. I love you. I always did. It's just our personalities were just kind of mixed up and not getting each other. I didn't know how to be the father you needed. And that's part of your soul's journey to learn how not to rely on someone else to love you. So, hey, let's work on this crap together. So, it's not true that I'm not loved. And the same is true for you. So, these tiger iron pieces on my site, there are six listed right now first come, first serve. Uh, I have 10 more lined up that I'm going to program and energetically char- excuse me, charge this week. And uh, yeah, so feel free to be in touch, 213 925 6019 or tom at tdjacobs.com with questions. Uh, but let's uh, let's keep this grounding conversation going. This is actually the end of the show. I, I can't believe how quickly it went. Thanks for joining me. I'm on the web at tdjacobs.com, and I'll talk to you live next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.